I haven't done an intro for a hot minute. I'll do one. Okay. So this week, uh, we're going to be talking about character deaths that made us extremely emotional and that kind of really hit home for us. Um, I think between the three of us, we'll probably have a lot of the same. If not, they'll link in quite nicely. Um, so we'll, I think we should start with Jade because she's heartless and she's doesn't cry and I don't get emotional. Blah, 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 blah. You two, I mean, we saw her cry. She did we cry. Saw her she cry. cried like a fucking yeah. baby. This was after recording last week. You guys were like loving life through that. that. So yeah. It was great. Thanks. Best day of my life. <laughs> Thanks very much. Um, I have got quite a few. Um, it probably comes as no surprise onto one of them is that it's from the Harry Potter universe. Massive fan that I have been. Um, me and Rob are currently re-watching all the films at the moment. And when we were watching The Chamber of Secrets a couple of days ago... Just hit home, really hit home, because Robbie Coltrane obviously passed away last year. Uh, it's a very sad day. And then he literally, at the very end of the film, Harry just goes, there's no Hogwarts without you, Hagrid. And I just blubbed. And I mean, full on, snotty tissues coming out. <laughs> it was streaming down my face. And he's like, I haven't seen you cry like this for, for a long while. And I was like, but he's not there anymore. There's no Hogwarts without Hagrid. And oh my God, and I just couldn't. And it, just, it just wouldn't stop. Even the dog looked at me and went, are you okay, mum? Like, no. Do you know the worst bit about that one is as well? Like if you play Hogwarts Legacy, obviously there's the tribute to Hagrid at the game, uh, yeah. the groundskeeper's heart. That just makes it even worse. Like Lucy, yeah. when she played, she was sat there blubbing onto the controller. I I literally loaded up Hogwarts Legacy over the weekend, and I went, I'm "Just gonna go see Hagrid's hut. Don't mind me." Oh. And he went, "Why are you doing this to yourself? You've already cried once this week. Are you sure you want to cry again?" I'm like, eh, "No, really. <laughs> I just need to feel. <laughs> <laughs> I just need to feel." But no, like same, same with Alan Rickman. I love both of them as actors. Oh, he, dying! It's just, it's just when he's literally just dying in the middle of the boathouse, and he's just like, you can just see the tears and the emotion on his face. And now that he's gone, I'm like, I really don't want to watch the second part of the Deathly Hallows. But it's literally one film away, and I'm like, oh shit! I know I'm going to need a lot of tissues that day. Yeah, I mean. Same with Michael Gambon. Michael Gambon's now died. I watched yeah. his death last night and I was like, fuck me. Jesus Christ. We need to protect Maggie Smith at all costs. Oh, oh my oh, God, she needs to live forever. Oh my God, if she ever dies. Professor McGonagall. Oh. She's what, a thousand now? I don't. She Think can live to two thousand. I don't care. I, I, we cannot let her die no matter yeah. what. She's... She's a beautiful woman. She's awesome. Yeah, Snape is not an easy one. Like that's the one I think gets me the most in the Harry Potter series. It's the redemption. Because, yeah, it is, and it's just you. It's it is the whole bringing together his character, of realizing. Do you know what? He's not the prick that we all grew up believing he was. Everything, every single action he's taken was to protect Harry. Yeah, yeah. and you're just like, Oof. my entire life has been a lie. So. 
I mean, I, I quote him on like a weekly basis. Just by like whacking people around the head or like, yep, yeah, off. <laughs> and walking extravagantly down hallways in a cloak. I mean, bitch gotta do what a bitch gotta do. Oh, yeah, Ooh. that's true. That's very <laughs> true. But the thing is with me, I was never that into Harry Potter. So those kind of characters, they're like, it doesn't, it don't hit me. Like oh. you shut your whore mouth. No, no right. It's... But the one person I thought would actually be on like my side with this, it would have been you. No, just... no, because I'm not, I'm not invested in the Harry Potter universe. Yes, I, I like it. I get it. I understand it. But it's, I was always Lord of the Rings, and I always have been Lord of the Rings over Harry Potter. And Lord of the Rings took over my life, so that's. Yeah, Harry Potter was just like a little side quest. That's the thing. Like, I, I love Harry Potter because obviously my dad used to take me to London every weekend. Being a tube driver that he was when he was working, we'd go up to London, we'd go to all the sites and everything. And then he always took me to the book release days in Waterstones. He'd always buy me the book when it was released. He'd take me to the cinemas when it first came out. It's 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 so much childhood in eight films, seven books. That's yeah. why it hit home a lot harder. My biggest takeaway from what you just said I mean, is that like, you had a dad that loved you. Well, what's that like? <laughs> yeah, what is that like? What's that's like? more of a fantasy than Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> I've got more chance of walking into a fucking end than I do my own father. <laughs> sure. uh, I, I have to completely disagree with that. Because like, Harry Potter, like for me, like like Jade, it, it was my childhood. Like I think that was the... F- Philosopher's Stone was the first film I remember seeing in the cinemas. And obviously then read the books. And obviously most recently, though, well, it was about a year ago now, but Lucy and me went to the Warner Brothers tour. Amazing. And I've never cried so hard because my inner child felt happy. <laughs> oh, yeah. But it was horrendous because I can't, I can't even say it because if I do, I'll spoil it for someone. But the... When you first walk in, you guys have been, right? I've, I've not. Been. No. I've, oh my god! I plan to go yeah. in the very near future because Julia loves it. She's been. She okay. thought it was the it's like the best day of her life, basically. The best. Okay, well, there is a moment when you first walk in. They sit you down for a little intro film, and then the way they let you in. Oh, I sat there and cried so hard. Lucy mm-hmm. had to console me because I was so emotional. It was horrible, but lovely at the same time. Like I... It literally felt like walking home. You walk in, it it's just mind completely blown. We went last year went on my mother-in-law's birthday, and it was the most amazing thing. I've, I've never, I don't think I've ever really seen his stepdad so close to tears because it was just such a beautiful moment to be a part of. I mean, the rest of us had already been. We've all been like once or twice before, but see them experience it for the first time. crying now. I didn't cry first. It's okay. I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll go through my list. I'm going to get him because I'm going to get myself to. <laughs> Oh, I mean, I've got, I've got, I've got. A few oh. I will literally ball and sob because it's fucking heartbreaking. The ones on my one. 
So we'll continue with Jade. <laughs> we'll continue with Posh. We're just trying to get the tears out. I can see it. Yeah. Okay. 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 Um, another another film complete that I absolutely love is How to Train Your Dragon. I love How to Train Your Dragon so so much. But when they killed his dad off, my God, I sat in that cinema and blubbed. I'm still I'm well enough now because Jesus Christ, I love Stoic so much because it's just the way in the last movie that he says to his wife, he's like, "You're as beautiful as the day I left. I lost oh, you." I'm like, what? I'm- it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. <laughs> oh, oh it, it hits so hard because I'm just like, he had his dad throughout the no. whole of his childhood I- and now he's just got his mum back and then they killed his dad. Why the fuck did they kill his dad? It's not fucking fair. Jade, you're a cunt because <laughs> you've made the two films, mentioned the two films that have made me fucking cry so hard because it is stoic. Stoic is a fucking man. He's a manly man, manly beard, and it's just. And do you know you watched that in the cinema? Do you know where I watched that for the first fucking time and cried like a little girl? On, an On a fucking plane. <laughs> On a plane. I feel sorry for you. you. Cried in front of loads of strangers, not in the like darkness. I was in broad fucking daylight, flying back from Dubai. And I watched that for the first time because they always had like the new releases out on planes for some reason, and that was horrible. It, it was, was just actually so fucking horrible. It's just like no, no, Stoic, Stoic's not dead. He's he's going to come back. He's he's going to come back. He's going to be fine. No, fucking straight to the Viking funeral, and I was like, no, I'm out. I'm done. I can't. I can't. I can't do this anymore. And I can't watch the ending of that film. I have to cut it because I physically cannot watch him die. Over and over again. Bruh, it was fucking gob of speech, like, me the Valkyries carry you home. I'm like, oh, you fucking bastard. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> yes! <laughs> you are uh... such dicks. <laughs> it's horrible for me, too, but I'm, I, I accept that I cried. How to Train Your Dragon is Lucy's favourite film series and it's the first one she loves the most because the song Test Drive, which is yes. where he first flies Toothless, that to her, like, it just makes her emotional. Like, every time we drive in the car, I put, make sure that's on the playlist, whether it's on my playlist or it's on hers, like, I will put that on and blast the fuck out of it. We're on the motorway going as fast as possible within the law. Um, within the law. Yeah. And honest to God, I'm sat there like holding my steering wheel like I'm riding a dragon. Like I'm literally up like this, like weaving and shit. And like it gets me going. But I've seen she's burst into tears in the car before. It's such an oh, it's the one film that I would love to see in the with the Philharmonic Orchestra in the background. Yeah, because they they do it everywhere. They do it in London. They've done it up yeah. in Brummie. That is the one film I would absolutely love to see with the Philharmonic Orchestra in the background. Because oh my god, just to be able to hear that. Oh, I don't know where it is, but it's somewhere in Europe, but somewhere like Berlin or somewhere near Germany. But they have a How to Train Your Dragon theme park. It's all mm-hmm. How to Train Your Dragon. It looks amazing, and Lucy's been begging me to take it. I'm like. Oh, where is? Because I know there is one. I swear it's in Stuttgart. Mm-hmm. It's 
Aster- as is Asterix was the little eighties cartoon. Yeah, Asterix Nobles. Yes, the they've Vikings. got a whole theme. Yeah, he's tiny little like blonde man, whatever he is, and with the moustache, friend with yeah. the big fat belly. <laughs> yeah. Um, They've yeah. literally got a theme park over in Stuttgart about it because Rob's been, because his dad lives over in Stuttgart and everything else. So huh. he's been to that. Yeah, no, I really want to see. So the main reason I actually want to take Rob to Japan as well because they have the house training dragon over there as on the rides and everything. And I'm like... <laughs> they also have the musical. Yeah, there's a house training so, dragon musical. They literally have, I've seen clips on TikTok, they have a functioning like toothless puppet that flies around... Yeah. The state, like not the stadium, the the stage. Everything. I need. To, I need to go. I don't. I mean, he just told me about a bluey pop up thing in Brisbane, and I was like, "We need to book tickets. We need to go now." They're building a theme park. Yeah, a whole theme park. Yeah, in Brisbane. Yeah, it's like a cool version of Peppa Pig World. Yeah, the best version. No, of I, really want, World. I really want to go. <laughs> I'm so excited. I was like, I don't care. I just want to go. Yeah. For real life? For real, For real life. life? For real life? For real life? <laughs> Need to go. <laughs> um, no, the only other ones on my list... Um, I'll save my big one for last because, Jesus, I don't want... Because I know what's going to happen. Someone's going to sing a song and I'm going to burst into tears. And I'm not going to be fucking happy. <laughs> but Yondu was another one for me. Oh, Bruh. That surprises me from you. Seriously? Yeah. Yondu, I cry it every single time. Every single time from Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Oh my god, because it's just the way he goes. I may not have been your father, boy, but I sure am your daddy. And I'm like, oh my god. As someone with serious father issues, <laughs> cried, cried. Yeah. yeah. I don't these father issues but i'm like what is it with the father figure hitting me my dad was present in my life and he's still there maybe that's why because your dad was present i mean present he did miss my 10th birthday and went to a football match instead you know like lad Ew. left my brother on the train station in the middle of london as well lad. genius that he is Got us lost on the underground. Was a tube driver for forty over forty years. How can you get lost on the tube? Don't. Just don't. It's so easy to navigate. But yeah, if you get lost, you surface and work it out. Or you just get off the train, go back to the stop that you just went to, and work it out. Yeah. And go to the other side of the platform and get that train instead. It's the fact you'll that go it, the right it, way. It, it, it's the line that he used to work on, and he That's went, "No, nice. we need to go eastbound." He went, "No, we need to go westbound, Dad. We're we're trying to get to embankment. We're not trying to go that way. We're trying to go that way." And he went, "No, we're going this way." I went, "Well, I'm going this way, and I'm getting on this train. I haven't worked on the underground for four years." Bye, Dad. Bye. So, Bye. Pretty <laughs> yeah. much, we were like, "We're all going this way. We're just going to leave you here." <laughs> Yeah. Right, so Jade's brought back all my childhood trauma in one go. She's got one more Love. left, though. She's got one more left. Go on, bring out the big guns. It's Bing Bong. From Inside Out. Because it's the fact that he... 
they're in the middle of this pit and he's just like go go save riley for me take her to the moon and i'm like no ping pong you need to go to the moon with her why are you doing this and he's just like it's fine i'll be okay and i'm like no because you're just gonna die in the pit and he's like why It's the song. It's whenever the song plays, I'm like, I know I can't do it. You and Lucy are never allowed to watch films together because everything you've mentioned makes her cry as well. She watched Inside Out when I went to the gym once and I come back and she's just a blubbering mess and I'm just like, what the fuck did I miss? I've been gone for like an hour. So I watched Inside Out and Ping Pong. It's like I hate Inside Out for one bit because I have a massive phobia of clowns, and it's when that clown just comes storming out, going, "Oh, it's the birthday girl!" and I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> I want to shit my pants!" And I... then two minutes later, Bing Bong's dying in the pit. And I'm like, "No, Bing Bong, please don't." Do you know what? Though? I Bing can't wait for Inside Out too. I'm so excited for it because <laughs> the new that they brought out, they look phenomenal. Yeah, I, I do love that in the trailer, just the new new emotion is anxiety. <laughs> well, like, welcome to adulthood. <laughs> welcome to mental health problems. No, I can't wait for Inside Out 2. Yeah, let's just... As much as I'd love to see Jade cry, I don't think it'd be a very productive episode if all we had was... <laughs> Which is probably what is about to happen with me and Jordan. So, yeah. I've already cried. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we missed that. You glitched. Yeah, good. You glitched hard. <laughs> yeah, fucking um, horrible. I don't know who's to go next because I feel like <sighs> I probably got something that you ain't got. Okay, yeah, you go. I think I might have a couple okay. that you might not have as well. Okay, so first one, I'll get the obvious one out of the way because I've talked about it on a previous episode. Worst death that I had. So mine are a mixture of game and film. So the yep. first one, Arthur Morgan from Red Dead Redemption 2. I remember you speaking about him. Episode 1. The most horrendous and horrible death I've ever known. I've never wanted to like forget something so hard. Like, because it doesn't just kill you. Like, the first game, they just kill you. Like, you're dead. That's it. And then it switches to another character. No. They give you a chronic illness, and they slowly watch you die. And it is fucking torturous. Because you want to complete the game, but you also don't, because it means you have to go through it again. I'm not about that fucking life. Okay? Not. It's a no-no. Big no. They create... They create one of the greatest game characters that has ever existed, like Cowboy Daddy, and it's like, yeah, we're gonna kill him. I'm like, that should be a cosplay for you. Yeah, I thought about it, but I don't like his iconic outfit. Like, obviously, again with Rockstar games, obviously you get a lot of options into what you can wear and stuff. So, like the outfit I wear, you'd never know it was him. So. It'd be pointless. Yeah. Um. I don't even like his hat. Like I always change his hat the second I get the chance. <laughs> so that was a no no. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. 
the yeah. next one I had, and I had to th- have a think about this one because it just popped into my head. But one of the, I don't think it didn't make me cry, but it made me like have a, like, <gasps> a gasp moment Shock. of like, that, yeah. yeah. And it was the death of the Joker in Batman Arkham City. Oh, okay. Because that's the, the iconic face-off, like, you know, so the Arkham games are obviously huge. They they are probably, they're a pinnacle yeah. of what a Batman game needs to be. Yeah. You know, Gotham Knights was a fucking piss show, like, so that was pointless. But the Arkham quadrilogy, yeah. Yeah. because there were four games, four. Yeah. Um, yeah, it that, Mark Hamill coming back as a Joker, Kevin Conroy as Batman, obviously the perfect duo. And I never expected them to get to the point where they would kill the Joker. Yeah. And obviously, it was this—it's the end scene where he literally carries him out in his arms, and then just deposits him on the the the, the cop car. Like he just he just places him down, as, and it's. I know it brings the story full circle, but it's also. It was just fucking horrible to watch because he's. Well, because if anything, the Joker, like, there's no Batman. Well, you yeah. know what I mean. Like it's like this is his his arch nemesis, and it's like it's come to an end, and it's like he died respecting him in a way. Yeah. And like, like the first, like, yeah, and it leads up to that, like, because in that one, obviously, Joker kills Talia Al Ghul, which is like. Bruce's love interest and stuff, obviously mother of Damian Wayne and everything. And it, obviously the whole thing around it is obviously the Joker's sick, like from taking the Titan formula back in the first game. And like, he basically they fight and it breaks the cure. And basically there's only enough dose for one person. But he even says to him, like, as he's dying, it's like, despite everything you've done, all the people you've hurt, I would have still saved you. It's just like there was no choice. Like literally, Batman had no choice. He had to let him die, yeah. and yeah, the that definitely just, it just gave me a gasp. I'm like, I was sat there speechless because when did Arkham City come out? I think I was about fourteen uh, okay. at the time. I think I was about fourteen. Fuck, I'm getting old. These great games. Are, I think like I played like yesterday. It's like, nope, <laughs> you've been paying bills for like near on a decade. Arkham City, 2011. 2011, fuck. Okay, so I would like have been... 12 years ago. She... I was 22. Yeah. Okay, so I was, yeah, I was about 15, I was no, 19. 12 years ago. Oh, oh, sorry, no. I was like 16, 17. Are you 19 when you're older than me, Alec? Because... 10 years, if it's 12 years ago, 10 years ago I was 21. Wait. And then 2 is 19. You say 2016? 2011, you dickhead. Oh. You fucking retard. I've been 14. No, no, I would have been 14, 15, yeah. So Jade have been like smack bang in the middle. Yeah. 17, yeah. Yeah, literally 14, 17, 19. Car. Yeah. So that one sucked. I don't think I could watch that because I love Mr. J too much. It, it was definitely a moment. Like, you just yeah. think like, this is, where do they happen- go from here? 
I love Mark Hamill as the Joker. He was just top tier. Who was the best Joker? One oh, and uh, I don't know. No, no, oh. he is. He is the best. There, I don't know is. because Heath is just iconic. It Heath is very. Is, I I will give you that. Heath Ledger is probably the best live action. I would say of the Joker, he, but. When you hear the Joker's voice in your head... Yeah, 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 yeah. You hear Mark Hamill, yeah. Mark Hamill. Yeah. And now the fact, obviously, Kevin Conroy has passed away. Um, you know, we're never going to get that duo again. Yeah. No. Which is the horrible part. Because that, that was kind of like their last time working together. Obviously, other than, obviously, Arkham Knight. But that, that game series was their last moments as Batman and Joker together, which is probably just makes it worse. Yeah. But, Yeah. That one was definitely a bit of a shocker because I think that was like the first time I ever. No, well, it wasn't the first time, but it was one of the bigger moments in gaming where people, were, developers, started just killing characters off yeah, because right. it just made good shit. Because why not? Yeah, we got we got to get some shock like impact on here and make this you know game of the year worthy because I yeah. I think it won that year where it came. It was in a runner up. No way. Uh... Because the Arkham series hit hard when it was coming out. Uh, nah. Was it in the run-up? Uh, I mean, Game of the Year for 2011 was Skyrim. <laughs> that makes sense. Like, that does make that sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Yes. Was it Arkham? Was it Arkham Knight? Maybe that one Game of the Year, or was it up for it? Oh, God, I can't fucking uh, remember. Knight got game of the year from what Arkham Knight did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. When did Arkham Knight get it? No one minute. Stupid wiki. Uh, They got character. Yeah. Arkham Asylum won it in two thousand nine. Okay. Hmm. Uncharted 4 won Game of the Year. Fucking hell. I'm shocked. Wait, hang on. Oh, that was BAFTA Game Awards. I lied, I'm sorry. (laughs) The Game Awards. This is what we want. Oh, from 2014. It's... Arkham Asylum got it in 2009. I yeah. think you just said that, dickhead. That was a BAFTA, right? That was a BAFTA. Not an actual Game Award. Game of the Year. Oh, yes. The Game Awards Game of the Year has only been going since 2014. Oh, wow. Okay, so yeah, they weren't even in the running then. No, so from 2014 we had Dragon Age Inquisition. 2015 was Witcher 3. 2016 yeah, was. was Overwatch. 2017 was Breath of the Wild. 2018 was God of War. Yeah. I would uh, I would have gone Spider-Man for 2018, but hey-ho. Uh, uh, God of War hit hard. Yeah, 2019 was Sekiro. Uh, 2020 was Last of Us Part 2. Understandable. 2021 was It Takes Two. Amazing. Yeah, and then last year was Elden Ring. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. All right. 
so next one so this one this is this goes back so this is my all-time like favorite film i could watch it anytime i've got no issue and it is gladiator death of maximus Ah. see i've never seen gladiator oh well fucking spoiler alert so i knew knew he died anyway okay well his death is fucking brutal well it's not brutal but it's just so sad because for one, obviously, it leads up to the big and penultimate thing of like, you know, he's going to fight the emperor in the Colosseum in front of everyone. The people love him. The people adore him. And the stadium is just covered in red rose petals. Oh. And it's fucking horrible. And the emperor basically stabs Russell Crowe Maximus in the side before the fight, before he goes out into the arena. And so he's slowly dying. And, like, he gets visions of, like, his family, like, his wife and his son that were killed. And, like, seeing himself go through the gates into Elysium, the afterlife, like, just wanting to go back to them. Like, he's basically been set out to just die, effectively. But he wants to die in a fucking manly way. Yeah. Yeah. But he won't die until he's killed the Emperor. Because this is all his fault. Yeah. So, it gets to the fight. Obviously, he does eventually kill him. But he then, basically, after killing him, the whole stadium goes fucking nuts for him. They're all cheering him. Maximus, Maximus, Maximus. Like, over and over. It's a whole stadium roaring for him. And then he just collapses. Just drops down, collapses and dies. Just And the whole place goes silent. And the female... Um, I would say... Female lead, I suppose, because she is the main female in, in, in the cast. Um, she comes out and like all his friends, his gladiator friends, they come out and they like try and save him and he, he's already gone. And while you're watching this, it's his view of going through the gates to Elysium and it's just this really long dirt road and he sees his wife and his son at the end of the path and the son... Like she, his wife just beckons her son on and says, "Go, go to him," and he just starts walking towards him. It's really gorgeous music. I think it was Hans Zimmer who did the the soundtrack as well. So you know that's gonna fucking hurt. Fucking yep. hurt and fucking slap and pull every single heartstring physically yeah, possible. And, and he's just walking, and then it pans back to the the present day, and. All the politicians are there as well because they want him to overthrow the emperor. And one of them who knows him quite well, they just goes like, "Who will help me carry him?" And like they all lift him up and carry him out of the Colosseum. And then the female lead, she just finishes it off with saying, "He was a hero of Rome." Oh, fucking bitch! Yeah. I was uh, to this day. I bawl my eyes out oh. because the soundtrack is going the whole time, and it just makes you want to die. So that is probably my worst one. It's normally the soundtrack that hits hard. Yeah, Jade, you have to watch Gladiator. If you haven't seen it, it's a must-watch. It's a classic. It's just hardcore action and a beautiful story. And it just hurts. It's bad. So, watch it. Um, one onto my list then. Yeah, yeah, happy fun times. I think it might still be on Netflix. If it's not, I think it's I think cheap it to rent on Amazon. Yeah, I think it is on Netflix. To be fair. 
Yeah. So good, good long film as well. That so it is. It's proper like it's a very epic film. So yeah, that one fucking sucked ass. Um, just check my notes because I've got more on here. Uh, ah, okay. So, oh, are we still there? Yeah. All right, cool. Because yeah, when I check that notes, it's turned your cameras off, so I can't see you. Um, next one from actually what we've just mentioned, one of the game of the years, The Witcher Three. So, ah. another father figure bites the <laughs> fucking dust. <laughs> so I don't know how much yeah. you guys know of The Witcher, but effectively the oldest Witcher in existence, basically, and who raised all you know, Geralt and all his brothers, who are you know the Witchers, and basically brought these boys up and taught them how to survive, and obviously a big part part to series story as well. You know, he's Uncle Vesemir when she's a kid, and it gets to a point in The Witcher Three where they are basically on a last stand, and it is the final stand to basically defeat the wild hunt and just try and save Siri from them and everyone's there so Triss, Yennefer, Geralt, the witches, a few other sorceresses and a few other allies and it gets to a point where so the, the wild hunt used based on frost magic and so they basically bombard them and eventually it gets to a point where they freeze the entire environment like it just completely like all the characters end up frozen in ice so they can't move and the only ones that are left who haven't been frozen is Siri and Bessemir. And the Wild Hunt are coming in hard. And they basically go for Siri, but Bessemir just swoops on in. And he's old, bear in mind. Like, he's like four, five hundred years old, potentially. But he's still fucking fast. Which has aged incredibly slowly. And he absolutely goes in trying to save her. And it gets to a point where he eventually loses and gets held up by his neck and she's just trying to do everything she possibly can to get to him to save him and he pulls a knife stabs one of the wild hunt the wild hunt has got him and like his, his word, last words to her you always were an unruly child and i adored that about you and just gets his neck snapped oh, oh. <coughs> oh. I remember watching it because I watched the whole of the witch's cutscenes because it took 13 hours to put all the cutscenes together and it was just basically a really long fucking movie. That was brutal. Yeah. And Siri gets it hit hard because she's just watched like this this father figure, well not father but like an uncle figure like someone she admired and lived up to or wanted to be like and he just literally is one handed as well and it's just and that's it. It's like Thanos on Loki, kind of just. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Let's not talk about that, please. No, we're coming there. Oh, it's coming up! It's coming up! Yeah, that one fucking sucked. And again, twenty. I got this to The Witcher quite late, so I think I played like a year or two after it came out, The uh, Witcher Three, because when I first got into it. But even still, then like. Yeah. This is again the time where they started. You know what? Let's fucking kill some characters yeah, because why not? why not? Why the fuck not? Let's just kill whoever the fuck we want to kill. Yeah. Let's kill the biggest bad, baddest boss out there, which is Vesemir, who's trained all these fucking men. Yeah. Fuck it. No. Yeah. Not do and that. It gets even worse because at his funeral, and it's a tried and tested like line or a, a well noted anecdote from the witcher world and it's because of what witches do the fact that they are constantly out on the path they are constantly fighting monsters and basically witches tend to just uh, witches only tend to die when they get too slow and they get killed so a uh, Geralt says to siri because she blames herself 
because obviously everyone's there to protect her. They're at the funeral pyre, Vesemir's body is burning, and Geralt just says, well, like, don't blame yourself. No witcher has ever died in his own bed. Nah. I'm not about this life. <laughs> nah. No. No, sir. No, thank you. No. Return to sender. Yep. <laughs> oh. So, yeah. That sucks. Yeah, um, that's not okay. Definitely not fucking okay. Um, I got I got three more. So the next one, this was a big one for me. So as we all probably know, my favourite superhero is Green Arrow, and the CW. They obviously had their show Arrow, and I had I so much anxiety because I didn't know where the fuck you were going with that one. Because that's <laughs> <sighs> okay. Carry yeah. On. Yeah. So, obviously, eight years, eight years of TV, great seasons, you know, only one bad season, but that's because writers changed. But it obviously comes up to the point where it's basically like the Marvel's equivalent of, you know, the Infinity War, where it is, it's it's crisis on infinite Earths. So all the worlds are colliding. And unfortunately, because they, it's very much like most TV shows with characters like this, where they basically look, unless he actually dies, he is not going to stop. So we'd have to just keep going. So they decided to kill him off. And the way they did it was it was coming to a point where so various Earths were collapsing on each other. So various universes were just getting sucked into the void. They were just stopping to exist and they were getting basically feasted on. So there's they're trying to evacuate as many Earths as they possibly can to get as many people out. And all the heroes are on this rooftop. They're fighting these, like, these demons and, like, and trying to basically hold off and keep the time just try and get as many people out as they can and it gets to a point where the monitor which is like you know this cosmic being says like look we're out of time we all gotta go and everyone basically jump ship so all the heroes get pulled out and the monitor says was like oliver you need to get out like we're, we're done here and he said has the planet been evacuated yet and he says no and he's like well it's not time then and he is going arrow after arrow after arrow. Oh. And eventually there, it cuts to a scene where he has nothing left. And so it then slows the camera down. An archer and... running out of arrows? I know, this is not Legolas. Like, that's, that's, he, when he you runs know. that's when you know. Like... Yeah. Shit. Yeah. And it was, a, it was, again, another last stand. Yeah, and he throws it's all in slow mo. Throws down his bow and just books it at the like all these enemies. Just feral, just goes for it, and then it cuts to another scene where the monitor brings him back, beaten, bloodied, and basically dying. And he gets to say a farewell to his friends and his kids, and basically just dies there and then. And it, the, the monitor said, like, by my calculations, he saved a further 8 million lives. He went through the whole history. fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I only recently noticed that they've actually got them all on ITVX. Like, the whole series. And I'm like, uh, do I watch it? No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm like, no, no, I can't let Oliver Queen die. I know, no. I know what this is leading up to. Yeah, no. 
Yeah. So I loved, I loved the first couple of seasons. It was literally a, a thing we watched every single week religiously. It was amazing. And then we lost track of it because obviously lives happen and everything else. Yeah. And it, it got a little bit samey samey. Yeah, so that sucked. That was probably one of the worst ones for me because it was my favourite hero and I loved him so much. So that was a that was a no no. Yeah. A big no no. Um next one I have was from Assassin's Creed four Black Flag. And it's it's one of the few deaths that really impacted me with that game. And it was Blackbeard. Oh. Because it, it is a big... Again, I've got a thing about Final Stands. I really do. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Cause I, and the thing is, worst well, is that Blackbeard wants to go into retirement at this point, so he's just given up. He doesn't want to be a pirate anymore. He's just taken what he's got, and he's just basically cast out and just gone for where he wants to retire, effectively. And... It ends up with a big fight happening, loads of ship battles, obviously the naval combat, and that was fantastic. But it ends on this big cutscene where Blackbeard like gets shot, and you can't get to him to save him. And like he again, he just pulls himself up every time, gets shot, stabbed, everything. Like, and he just keeps getting back up. And his final quote is, he says to Edward Kenway, the main character, it's like, in another age, we might have been heroes. And then just gets oh. fucked. Oh, that sucks. Fucking hurts. And then you just get bombarded overboard. So you're like, yep, no, there's no helping him. He's gone. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that, that was fucking horrible. And the last one I had, because I thought of a few more when Jade was about Harry Potter, you know, just honorable mentions, Sirius Black, because. Oh, please don't. I love Sirius. I can't watch his death scene without absolutely tearing up. And it's the fact that I love Bellatrix. Bellatrix is what is my favourite character out of every single one of them. She is my absolute fave because she is a boss fucking bitch. And it's just the way that she goes, I killed him. And I'm like, I, I love you. Black. Black. I killed Sirius Black. Yeah. <laughs> it's Gary Oldman's entrance line for that as well. It's like, get away from my godson. I baps Lucius in the fucking head. Lucius is a fucking wet wipe anyway. And the worst part is when he goes to Harry, he says, Oh, nice one, James. It's like, fuck you, cunts. You savage cunts. That's not allowed. I I I literally, we watched that one the other day, and I was like, I don't want to watch Sirius die. That's Harry's last chance of having a family. Without yeah. ha- making his own, because Sirius is literally the last one. Why do you do that? Why do they have to kill off the last family member every single fucking time? Yeah, Not- and they make it worse because there's little nods to him, basically just getting closer to have that family. Yeah. And yeah. The, look, the little conversations they have, like it's only free. He can move in with with him as soon as like the years ended. As soon as it's safe, it'll be fine. And I'm like, yeah, you're gonna get your family. Yes. You can move into the House of Black. <laughs> no. Control or delete. Yeah. <laughs> <Actually>. <laughs> it's even worse in the books as well because Harry's like so distraught about it. And firstly, fuck Gary Oldman for his amazing acting and portraying that role so well. Yeah. Arsehole. 
But the book's even worse because he tries to find out what happens after death. He's so obsessed. He doesn't want to think that Sirius is gone whatsoever. And he even goes and finds nearly headless Nick and asks him, like, why can't he come back as a ghost? Why can't he come back? Yeah. And it's because that you have to choose before you die whether or not you're going to come back as a ghost. No one knows fully how, but yeah. And like, if you but if you come back as a ghost, you can never pass over to the other side. Yeah. That's it. Like you're stuck you're as a stuck. ghost. Yeah. So and you have to choose one like final resting place, so to speak. So you can only pick one place where you want to be for the rest of eternity. And nearly headless Nick chose to stay in Hogwarts. Yeah. Yes. So where would Sirius be? Would he just walk around Grimmauld Place all day long? Thank you. Who wants to be with Creature for eternity? Creature actually turns out to be a bit of a lad, though, in the books. He's, he, he is a very good character. I really do. I love that they incorporated him into the films. Why With the TV series, I really want to see if they do more with the elves. Because they yeah, have I mean, such a good backstory. Yeah, because creature didn't like they didn't they did him a bit dirty because they didn't give him his redemption. No, no, because he he does get that and he does become a really really likable character. So it's a shame that he didn't get that, but I can understand it for you know time purposes and everything. Yeah, yeah. So my penultimate one, <clears throat> it is Marvel. It's not Loki, because funnily enough, when I first watched Infinity War, I didn't realise, because I took my brother at the time, and I didn't realise that I booked a 3D screening. And so I literally had to book it out of there, out of the theatre, to go get the 3D glasses, and then come back. So by the time I'd come back... You missed it. Like, Loki, no, Loki was up like this, and, and I was like, oh, okay. Okay. So I missed that, but I missed the first couple of minutes of the film. So that one didn't hit me as hard. But the one that did fucking get me, Iron Man... It is the snap, like, it is the end, and he is just, it's full circle, right back to the beginning, as I am, bam, that fucking scene, I was crying my eyes out, and his funeral, it could not have been more perfect, and just the arc reactor on the, on the little float, you know, proof that Tony Stark has a heart and he gave it all up to save the world and to stop Thanos. The most heart-wrenching thing. that I, I, I knew that someone, like, people were going to die in this film. We knew it was going to happen, but I did not see that him making that ultimate sacrifice. No. And the only thing that makes that worse is the, is the extended scene that they didn't put in where everyone bows down as he's dying, they all take a knee. Like, people don't even know him. Like, you know, Star-Lord met him for five minutes and, you know, everyone, every hero, the most powerful beings in the Marvel Universe at the time, they all take a knee. And fucking Peter and that, like, Spider-Man just, like, he doesn't want him to go. Like, he's like, finally got a father figure that he really looks up to and he's sacrificed himself. And a big part of that and his like thing is that, that that he becomes the one thing Tony never second guessed but yeah Iron Man was probably the worst one because it's, we just never saw it coming yeah it's with the funeral scene as well is when you see Happy with Morgan yeah just go oh your dad used to like cheeseburgers too and I'm like 
She's never going to know that now because like, she hasn't had her dad for that long. That's not fair. Yeah. Alex fucking gone. Yeah. For it's... people that can't see, he's he's literally so he's hard red. trying to cry right now. He's so red. It's it's the hologram where he's looking. Oh yeah. Like directly on Morgan. Basically, the whole recording was for her. And it's just like, and you can tell he's like looking straight into her her eyes, knowing exactly where she's going to be. And it's fucking horrible. That with the beginning bit of when he does the snap, Peter, I, anytime Peter cries, I'm fucking done. Um, I just can't, no. <sighs> it's the end of the video, Will, as well, where he looks at her and says, I love you 3,000. And you started him off again. That's it. Well done, Jordan. He just got to a point where he could start talking, and you broke him. Because it fucks me up as well. It, it does. It's horrible. It, it is the most horrendous thing. And it, it, it physically hurts. I don't like that. I still, to this day, I have not watched Endgame again because I don't want to go through that again. Can't I physically can't put it on because uh, trying to watch that in a cinema that was awful. I watched trying it twice watch- in the cinema and I cried both times. I mean, it's but even the, when you rewatch it, you just it like make you it know what it doesn't make it any gonna- easier. Yeah. No, no, you're just still blubbering like an absolute baby about it because baby. Iron Man was so hard and so like I'm just going to save the world, but you didn't think he was going to sacrifice himself. He finally had his life. He finally had Pepper. He got Morgan. He got everything he fucking wanted, and he was like to save humanity. Just going to yeah. kill myself. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. I mean, whether or not you actually intended that he was going to die or not, we don't know, because obviously the, the radiation was too much for any normal person to use the gauntlet. That was just a problem. But yeah. whatever it was, he was willing to lay down the lot of like, his life. And that, that, that's what the beauty of Iron Man's story in the MCU, because obviously with Robert Downey Jr., obviously this was his redemption doing Iron Man. So that was him coming back into the fold, becoming one of the most beloved and sought-after actors in the world. Like he, it, it restarted his life for him, mm-hmm. and then to end it effectively the same way it began, it it was it was poetry. It really was, and yeah, to this day, it is still one of the hardest things I've ever had to sit through because I just it, it it's what a hero is. It's it's being it's willing to lay down and make the ultimate sacrifice, and it. It's probably the worst one. But I, 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 there are times when I think, oh, I'll do an MCU watch through. I'll, I'll start Iron Man and I'll work my way up. But it means that if I do that, I have to put myself through that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just can't do just it yet. Can't. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So, 
this is this is gonna hurt so you know um i'm gonna start off light um not that there is anything really light there's there's a lot of like continuity in mine apart from this first one which is joel from the last of us that scene mm. in the last of us 2 savage it it wasn't even like emotional i didn't cry i was just like i was just like dude like do it quick like just just finish it and watching ellie just like being pinned down and forced to watch abby like kill joel i was like i'm gonna kill that bitch like oh yeah <laughs> there was no no two ways i was like that bitch is dying but also it's like really bittersweet because i hated abby but she was such a great character to play in the game yeah, that was the hard part, but, you know, I think we all did the obligatory, killed Jumped her off, off a few, few times. Yeah. yeah. Just revenge. Yeah. Yep. Um, I actually had Tony on my list. Um, I've saved you some pain now. saved me some pain. Well, no, not really, because <laughs> even, though, even though it's not really a death, I count it as a death, but um, Spider-Man from Infinity War. Oh, that broke me. And that, that was horrible. Fucking kills me still to this day. Because as I said, anytime Peter cries, I'm just, I'm just not okay with it. And for him, and his spidey sense, basically trying to stop it from happening. It's fucking horrible, and the look on Tony's face as well to be like, I've failed. Basically, like I've failed you. Like, this is all my fault. And I don't want to say the line because it will make me cry, but we all know what line Peter comes out with several times, and it's just... It's just the worst part. The worst part about that, and I picked up on it when I watched it in the cinema, is that when he says his line, he's saying it like he's the disappointment, like he's failed. Yeah. Like he's, he didn't do enough, and he wants to prove himself. Like... That's what hurt yeah. the most. Well, because mm-hmm. he's so nearly had the gauntlet off. Yeah. He's so nearly had the gauntlet off. And, yeah. For him, literally, just to be like, the way he was, it was not, it did not make for good viewing. <laughs> because I needed windscreen wipers and they weren't available at the time. <laughs> it was, it was fucking horrible. I mean, the whole the whole of Infinity War and Endgame, I was pretty much a fucking blubbering mess. Oh, yeah. Um, For all reasons, like, happy, sad, like, everything. Yeah, yeah. Another one, a lot of mine are Marvel. It's just I have such a strong affiliation and connection to Spider-Man. This all comes from the Spider-Man universe, to be honest. And it was No Way Home with Aunt May dying. Oh. And that... Fuck it. Oh, that's awful. You see Peter break. Uh Uh-huh. And literally, the light just turned off and he just broke. 
Um, I think we covered that on the Spider-Man episodes because when he does like get hold of Norman, like, and he's letting go, he's using his full strength to beat the and pummel the shit, shit out, out of him. him. Yeah, that's it's... what he's capable of. It's awful. It's awful just watching him, knowing that he's basically again blaming himself for May's death. Yeah. Um, because all he wanted to do was help, just like May wanted him to do, and you know it was. Do you know the, the the worst part of that is that we thought, okay, his uncle Ben's not in it in this one, like whether yeah. he didn't exist or whatever. So we thought, oh, we've got away with that. <laughs> We're in the clear. No. Nope. <laughs> no. No. How about no? Return no. to sender. <laughs> I mean, Uncle Ben's on mine as well, but that's just because Peter. And every time Uncle Ben is in Spider-Man, I was not prepared. So when the reboot came out, I was pleasantly surprised. I didn't have to relive the Uncle Ben death again for a third time. Yeah. Martin Sheen's one hurt. (sighs) With the voicemail he left him. Yeah. That sucked ass. Sucked fucking ass. Uh, my my list is quite small to be fair because it's all it's all Spider Man. If Spider Man cries, I cry. So it's pretty much like that. Um, I'll do my last one from Marvel. Um, this isn't actually a character. This is an actual person, and that's Chadwick Boseman. Oh my! And the day. Like, when I saw that, I literally thought it was a lie. Yeah. Like, I was like, nah. I was like, no. No, that's not. It's not real. It's not it's, real. And then it was like, it's just, one news outlet, he, two news outlets, three news outlets, four. And I was like, hang on a minute. Like, there's only one other celebrity death that's made me, like, actually stop. And that was the drummer from Avenged Sevenfold. But that's we can cover something like that in a different thing. But when I woke up and found out like, Chadwick Boseman had died, I was like, because it was so out of the blue. Because nobody knew he was sick. No, that, that's the worst part. Of it, but that just shows how much of a hero he really was. Because yeah. no matter how shit he was, and how much treatment he was going through, and how terribly, and people were berating him on the internet. And I had no idea until he died. I obviously saw photos of what he looked like while he was going through treatment. He and obviously like very thin, he, very, very thin. He looked like dead. Yeah. He, he looked did. very bad. Like he was in a bad way. But and you think people were just taking the piss and which the internet does, it, it's not unheard it's of and it, it's horrible, but it, it is what it is. And you, you feel like, like you realise like this dude was fighting every second of the way just to give and basically give Black Panther life. Like, yeah. bar Wesley Snipes in Blade, like, obviously, because that doesn't really count because that was back in the day, and obviously it wasn't accessible to all audiences because it was an 18. Chadwick Boseman really set a precedence for what a black superhero can be, and really, really spoke. Like, spoke to me as a person, but, like, for the black community, what he probably meant, because obviously I can't what, know that, and I can never really truly understand what that. He still, because... I would say what he still means. Yeah, but he he really did like. Huh? He's an absolute icon. He is. Yeah. Like 
trying to watch Black Panther 2 knowing that he's was never going to be in it. It was and it was an it was an awful film, absolutely atrocious. Obviously, like the ending, it brings out like he actually had a secret son and everything else, and yeah, that, that hit hard as well because it's just like you are literally trying to create a legacy again. But Chadwick Boseman will never know what that legacy will be. No, but I think I I hope that he knew what it meant to people, especially to to black people, like what that meant to have and the, that the, big representation in. In Hollywood, Absolutely. which is, um, and, and I'll, I'll have to admit, Hollywood is so whitewashed. Yeah. Yes. Like, especially superhero films. We can all admit, like, superhero films are extremely whitewashed. Oh, yeah. Yes. But the plethora of black heroes there are out there and other heroes of colour. But, yeah, he, he definitely stood out and led the charge. And he gave a stellar performance. <sighs> Was so good. So, in fact, that's, so good. That's one where it didn't make me cry, but it did make me get like, you know, when you get goosebumps because you're like, so it is. Is when he's leading the charge out of Wakanda in, in Infinity War. He's like, Ibombeg. And it's like, oh, it just makes you get chills. And it's yeah. like, that, if that was going to be his last film, which is horrible that it had to be, what, what a, a great film. last film. What a film. What that's a legacy to leave behind is that moment coming out of the portals, leading the army of Wakanda, and just booking. <sighs> Shivers. That like, was the Black uh, Panther. Yeah. Yeah. And now we've got Shuri, which is just shit. Right. <sighs> yeah. Do you know what, I've just got to say as a side note, like my one beef with that first thing, she was a whiny bitch and made too much of a complication out of the whole fucking thing. The biggest weird thing I got is obviously with superhero films, there is the expectation of the superhero physique. Okay. So the lads, they get absolutely massive. They get in great shape because they are superheroes. They're enhanced. They're gods. They're super people. They're everything. And the women, again, even the women go through training regimes. Like you look at Gal Gadot, you look at, um, I think you look at Brie Larson. You look at anyone; they all go through some kind of regimen, and they <laughs> end up. <laughs> when you said Brie Larson, my Jets face just went. <laughs> look, okay, she did not train last day. We know that because she was pancakes. But she was just a dick. It's it's an expect. Yeah, it's an <laughs> expectation that you're going to take on a new physique because you're playing a superhero. Yeah, bit bit was a twig. But yeah. nothing like there's, there's not an ounce of muscle about her, and she's supposed to be taking, you know, the mantle the, the of sacred, Black Panther. The yeah, and taking the, the the magic herb like to make her superhumanly strong and fast. And it's like it. you yeah. need to be fed. She needs like, to be I fed. I don't know if that actress has any mental health issues and and maybe dietary issues and whatever. Then fine. But again, if you're an actress, you got to kind of you got to roll the punches here. Like, you're playing a role. You need to embody that role. Again, Chadwick Boseman was going through cancer treatment and, yeah. and still, still looked like a fucking Adonis. Do you know yes. who should have taken the mantle of Black Panther? M'Baku. M'Baku is a oh. fucking animal. 
But do you know what? I don't think Mbaku should have taken it, and not because he's not a great character and comic relief. He's so I funny. Love I him. love he's him. Like, he's like the Black Panther version of Drax. Yeah, <laughs> he is. He's very dry humoured, so and he's great. But again, he's too big. Like he's he's ma- he's made to be Mbaku. Like I don't think you could have crossed him over because he, he's a character in himself. And they like, should have brought Jordan back for it then, giving him the title that he was fighting for in the first one. A redemption arc would have been cool. A redemption for him would have been very cool. Michael B. Jordan. I love yeah, Michael as B. a Jordan. redeemed panther. Like well, that would it, have been it like it could happen because he could have come through a portal like No Way Home. There was cracks in the time space watch of Yeah, timelines are yeah. broken. Yeah, it's so true, it's absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that could have worked, but yeah, so that was my only beef with that one. It's just that she's great. Just... Oh. I could watch him for another two hours. Yes. I loved him in Black Panther 1. Him and Chadwick Boseman just worked so well. The energy between them, they just bounced off each other so well. Oh, they were Literally. great. They were, they, were, they were the two sides of the same coin. Yeah. Yes. It was perfect. Like, oh, amazing. Uh, one of my other ones, and um, probably, uh, I would just say it hit me hard. I've kind of come to peace with it now because I've seen it so many times, and that's Boromir. Bruh. When Boromir, like, he goes full circle in the space of, like, half a book, three quarters of a book. It's crazy. It's another last stand. Is the last stand. It's the the bar that was set for last stands. Yeah. It's unreal. Just, he knows he fucked up. So he's like, no, I'm going to protect the hobbits and let them go and hopefully we can get away. And to just... He knew what he was doing. He was never getting out of that situation. Yeah, he, he, he knew, but he like, I'll give them a head start. And, you know... That's just it. He never intended to live. Like no, no, no. He didn't. To be fair, and it was like I said. I I can talk about it now about getting upset because I've watched it so many times. I've come to peace with it. It's all good. It's fine. I'm happy. It's Sean Bean's natural state. Yeah, let's Sean be Bean real. one season. Bye. I think the only thing I've seen him in where he hasn't died is Sharp. So, wait, there's something that Sean Bean hasn't died in. It's like a whole TV series. Fuck, it's great. Jesus, I know. Um, but yeah, it's it's sharp and that, that he's he's great in that. But yeah, Boromir is just like, um, Saruman doesn't get me for the reasons of it being Saruman. It gets me for the reasons of you like when Christopher Lee died. Like that was yeah. Mm-hmm. The guy's a fucking legend. Legend. He's Bond. He, like he literally is Bond. Yeah. The book was written about him. He is Bond with his time in his Secret Service. Yeah, he has literally lived. The most extreme life you could ever live. 
And he lived it well. Where he turned around to Peter Jackson's like, have you ever heard someone get stabbed in the back? They don't scream. Yeah. They just, <gasps> because all the life yeah. has been driven out of them. And Peter Jackson's like, you sound really scary right now, so I'm just going to go with what you say because clearly you've stabbed a lot of people in the back. Yeah, because didn't he spend like the majority of after the war like basically as a Nazi hunter? He basically like did a mop-up mission and was like, yeah. let's just run around. You have a final he solution, a- so do we. Descendant of the Emperor Charlemagne as well. Literally but when- a direct descendant of Charlemagne. With a heavy metal band named after him. Yeah, I was going to say Charlemagne band. So good. So good. It is really good. So, but yeah, Chris Billy sucked when he died. And... Quite a few years now that he went. When you think, well, I keep feeling like it was only a few years ago, but it was. It's it was over a decade. Over a decade now, isn't it? I think so. Jay's looking it up. I am looking it up. Because I know twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen. So eight years ago. Well, nearly nine years ago. Nine. Yeah. But, Man, all the great actors are just slowly dropping off. It's like when we lose Ian McKellen, that's gonna suck. No, no, no. <laughs> like he's like at Maggie Smith. No, <coughs> that's not allowed. Yeah, we protect him Patrick at all Stewart. costs. Patrick Stewart, Patrick Stewart, all costs as well. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne, not an actor, Ozzie. but Ozzy will go. Yeah, he's not got long left. I don't Attenborough. think. Oh. <sighs> When Attenborough goes, that's not going to be great. You just imagine his funeral. And here I lie on my <laughs> deathbed. <laughs> here we have the, the last stand of the wild Attenborough. In his final <laughs> resting place next to the Queen. If he gets buried anywhere else. Writing. Fuck Philip. Fuck off. He doesn't deserve to be in a... <laughs> Fuck off, sausage fingers. David Attenborough deserves like a mon a monolith, like public in a beautiful place, nowhere in nature because he would have hated that because it would disrupt the ecosystem. But somewhere where it's already quite thing, like he's buried in it, so it's a big fuck off monolith with his body in it, and he's just like there, yeah. like it or build the monolith for him, but return his remains to nature. Like, oh, yes. Because like they, they do those new coffins now, don't they, where they're not made of wood, they're made of something else, but it basically biodegrades over yeah. a certain amount of time. Like, mm-hmm. stick him in that, let him return to the world that he loved. Yeah. Full circle. Full circle. It'd be great. Oh, it'll be a sad day. The whole nation it, should have a week. If we don't get a bank holiday, I'm not fucking happy. No, he totally deserves it. Oh, yeah. National icon. Yes. But that's it for me for character deaths, to be fair. It's a lot of Spidey, a lot of that. But, yeah. It... I, I, just... I have two. I do have two others. Oh, just coming to finish us off, why don't yeah, you? Yeah, go on. Knock it out of the park. 
So, uh, have you guys seen Marley and Me? Don't you come? Okay, so this is the thing. Go fuck yourself. Fuck yourself. Fuck your dog and fuck your Lego. Fuck off. Like um, animal because... deaths just don't hit me. They just they just don't. Marley and me hits me really hard because my nan my nan used to have a golden lab. Sonny, he was the bestest dog in the whole world and he died six months after my childhood pet because they were best friends and I was like, well they're they're running together now. I cannot physically watch Marley and me without seeing Sonny. Never again. Fuck off. And every single time my mum says, I think you need a good cry, why don't you put Marley and me on? I went, do you want me to be destroyed? (laughs) What, it is off myself now? I was like, do, do, do you want me to just, like, take a load of pills now and just never wake up? Because that's how it would feel. There's a cry, and then there's clinical depression. Oh, that film kills me every single time. I just can't do it. I will never watch that film ever again. I watched it once. I will never, ever watch it again. Because, at, like most of us, I've had pets that have passed away... And I have never felt grief like it. And I can never, ever go through that voluntarily. I never want to go through it. And it is horrible. And it is still like to this day, like when my last dog died, I was at the gym in the middle of a session. And I just, I just had to, I had to stay there and do my session because otherwise I'd have broken down and cried in the middle of the gym like I had to just plough through and just not give in so yeah yeah, Marley and me can fuck right (laughs) off that film should have never have been made (laughs) fuck Owen Wilson for it it's it's so awful it really kills me because I I, I physically I I can't actually watch it ever since my elf died because I was, we were in the middle of lockdown at this point. It was the June of lockdown, so mid twenty twenty. We knew he would need to be put down, so we all planned a day to take off work and everything to go put him down and everything else. And we were like, "That's okay, I can deal with that." Four days before we were going to go put him down, he just seized, and that was it. He was gone, and I was like, <sighs> "And I was like, no, I can never watch an animal physically die." I, I laughed, no. And that, that, that's what brings me on to my other one from A Star is Born with Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. Okay, I've not seen that. I've one. not seen that, no. It's a great film. I absolutely love the film. But there's one point in it where Bradley Cooper's character dies, like they all do in all of the renditions of A Star is Born, because he hangs himself in the middle of his garage. But it's the fact that the garage door is shut and the dog is sitting outside the garage door whining at him for his owner and crying. I cry at the dog, not the fact that Jack died. cry for the dog because the dog doesn't understand why he's not giving him any attention or why he's not looking at him. And it's just like... What? Why? Why do filmmakers do this? Yeah, I, I can't deal with any film that has anything to do with animals being hurt or upset or being or dying. I can't do it. You must. Like, fucking, it makes me physically. You must fucking hate Watership Down then. 
Mate, oh. fucking watership down. That can fuck right <laughs> off as well. That is childhood trauma like, in a handbag. sucks. That's that film trauma. is actually fucking terrifying as well, can we point out? Yes. That yes. rabid rabbit is fucking nightmare fuel. I dated in a sucky bunny suit. And we just sat and watched it like it was fucking nothing. We didn't yep. sit and watch it. I hid behind a pillow. <laughs> Shit. Bruh, I'm not about that life. Honestly, anything like that, it, just, it actually makes me physically angry. Yeah. But I get so pent up and angry because I, I just think the real world experiences where like people are horrible to animals and I just can't deal with it. Like, if you were to show me a video of someone, a person being beaten the shit out of an, an animal, it's the animal that would affect me. And yeah. I would, I go to full John Wick on that shit. That's another one, fucking John Wick. Mm-mm, never watch uh, the first one again. I can't, I can't actually watch John Wick because I know that someone kills his dog. I refuse to watch that's them the because whole of it. Thing, oh, isn't it? Horrible. Yeah, fucking that's horrible. Can't watch it because I, I refuse to see that dog be put down. And the worst part is, it's a fucking puppy. Yeah. See, just made it ten times worse. I don't want to watch yep. that now. Never watching it. Never do. I oh. had. Sorry, I've had an honourable mention text from Julia. It's not a death, but it's the end. She can never get through this bit. And I know why, because she loves Steve Rogers. She always hates the last scene of Endgame where Steve and Peggy are just dancing. And she can't even listen to the song. No, I'm with Julia. (laughs) I can't listen to that song at all. Every single time it comes up, I'm like, no, no, I'm out. But Steve, you know is like, her, like Steve Rogers is like, she's but it's also big on Captain America. Um, Stan Lee was supposed to reprise his role as old Cap, yeah, and then obviously he died. Be Lee, wasn't it? Yes, and he was supposed to come back and go, we're all fine, we're all good, and because Stan died, yeah, oh. Stan Lee, another one. Every single time I've like, I've recently just watched The Big Bang Theory all over again. Every single time that his episode's on, I'm like, Excelsior, my man, Excelsior. Do you know what that that's just reminded me when you mentioned Black Panther earlier? This really fucked me up again. After Black Panther was uh, of joke, they announced Protector Husband died. Some sick motherfucker who clearly is a very good animator, and you probably know what I'm talking about, made a video of the big pearly gates. And in the background, you know, you know, when I see you again, like, and it's Stan Lee welcoming Chadwick Boseman into heaven, and it's like, fucking cunts. <laughs> why? Why do you want to wreck the internet today? Yeah, why do you want to break uh, everyone today? Honestly, that was horrible. Like, I watched that and I was blubbing, and I'm literally, oh, yeah, can't, no, not about that. But I will say. With Julia's one, I do have to say that that actually was one of the moments that made me intrinsically happy in the yeah. entire thing. He got but I, yeah. I happy cry, yeah, yeah. Like, because he got to he he got he that got dance what he wanted, and he got what he. Oh. Cap got like, his happy ever he, after. Yeah, and it's not only that, like because obviously the Captain America leads off with her making an appointment, like uh, they arrange a date, and it's yeah. like, okay, we meet here at eight o'clock, and we're gonna go dancing. And it's like, do you yeah. know what? Not only did he get that dance, he got to dance with her right up until the day she died. Yeah. 
Jade's fucking dead. Yeah. It's just so sad. It's women. It's, but it's so what? lovely. It's women and Steve Rogers. Like, he has a grip oh. on every woman's heart. He does. He's such a good boy. He's golden retriever. He's, he's yeah. It's the fact that he left Bucky behind. That really annoys me as well. Like, why <laughs> would you leave Bucky? But it's okay because he had Cap, like New Cap. Likes New Cap. Fuck Falcon. I love New Cap. I do like it, yeah. yeah. He's fucking great. That was yeah. an epic moment of that entire show. It's like when he gets, finally gets the suit and he's like, like, you think I don't understand? I'm a black man wearing the stars and stripes. What don't I understand? Like, he's like, that shut the fuck up. TV shows hit so hard. I like, loved it. It was great. But it was that one scene where I was like, oh, Disney went there with the whole calling the cops because he's a black guy. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, yeah, they- I was like, they did not do that. I was like, oh. I was like, shit. But that's how that is. This is before Disney went a bit shit. That is how you bring attention to the world's issues without Probably. looking like a preachy cum. And yeah. that, I also just love their duo. The way those two bounce off of each other, like so throughout good. their entire interaction throughout the MCU, is brilliant. Yeah. Like in, in Civil War, he's like, "Can you move your seat forward?" Like he's in the car. No. No. <laughs> He's such a cunt to no. each other. No. No. It's like that sibling relationship, isn't it? Like, almost. Yeah, it is. It's just like... Or the oh. best one, when obviously um, Steve kisses Peggy's niece, or whatever, <laughs> granddaughter, which is <laughs> weird. And they're both and they like... And they just said the line. Uh, uh, he got it. He got some. Yeah. Got some. They're both just happy for their boy. Like, it's like, for your nice. boy. Which is probably technically his grandson. Not or granddaughter. Well, if he yeah. goes back then Then yes. Yes it is. But, oh no no, be, no no no. Because the MCU timeline versus like a version of tra- time travel is there. That stuff has already happened and therefore is separate from the timelines they create. Yes. It's, very a, true. it's a separate branch. Yeah. Yeah. That's true, yeah. It becomes like a tangent of what already happened. Yeah, yeah. So you've got the main timeline, and then you've got like this little separate branch that comes off here, but then rejoins later. Yeah, yeah. Oh. But no, Loki oh. kills me every time. No, for me, it's Thor that just gets really sad. Oh yeah, it's like, like... But what a redemption story! Thor's whole arc just got me a bit depressed to be fair because like again he blames himself for not killing Thanos when he had the chance can we point out though he throws Stormbreaker through the power of the power stone and still gets Thanos like embedded in the chest with Stormbreaker oh yeah that's fucking that entire scene it still gives me chills like the way he just when he lands on the Bifrost with Groot and Rocket and literally unleashes the full power of Thor. Like the sky goes black. Yeah. There's lightning literally. pouring down. His eyes are brilliant. Like this man is pissed. But it goes from that. It, go, it goes from that to the comedic part. Where it's like, oh, you copied my beard. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the like, thing. He is like that's that's the beauty of his whole story. Thing is like he is one of maybe four 
who can go toe to toe with Thanos and have a chance at coming out on top. Yeah. Because you've got him, you've got Wanda, Wanda who's probably his... Wanda fucks him up every single day. Give him yeah. twenty sets of Infinity Stones. Wanda still bitch is so strong. So yeah. strong. She is OP as fuck. You've got yes, yeah, so you've got those two. You've got Mar- Miss Mar- um Captain Marvel. Ugh. And then I know we don't like her, but yeah. she is powerful She's enough very to keep the shit strong. out. Yeah, she is OP as well. And then I don't think there's anyone else. I mean, Cap did go like hand to hand combat with him, but he didn't mm. last long. Yeah, no. Cap, Cap, I don't think Cap can go toe to toe with Thanos. Even Hulk got the shit kicked out of him. Fucked up. Yeah. Well, yeah. so, yeah. Three. The three. Three people in the MCU who can go toe to toe, and one of them was just out to fucking kill. Like, yeah. that was a man who had nothing left, and he was like, I'm giving it all. And spit like. Do you know what and I just, like? And lost. So they, they took the. brought the callback, didn't they, for that, for that part where. You know, Than- right? Thor's trying to push the Stormbreaker into Thanos in Endgame as well, where Thanos is doing it to Thor. And you just think, yeah. okay, this is the end. And then you just see Mjolnir just... Right. I was so happy when that fucking happened. I literally, I was like, yes! Yes! It's like, he's worthy! I knew it! I knew it! I, I'm sure I told this story before, but I watched that for the first time. I was sat next to a couple who I did not know, and the entire row, including those two sat next to me, we were crying with happiness. All the whole cinema, where you could just hear everyone crying because they're so happy. Like that is still a moment. Those two moments where he first throws and catches me on there, and when it's the final Avengers, Avengers. assemble, <laughs> yeah, assemble. It's. Tears, literal floods of tears because I'm so happy. Did I ever tell you the No Way Home story about Aunt May? Going back to that, so I went to the the cinema with Julia to watch it, and she has a thing where she kind of knows when stuff's happening. I don't. Uh, I get so invested and so engrossed that I'm just like la 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 la. Away we go. Da, 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 da. So she goes to the toilet because she knows what's coming. And I'm left in the screen on my own. A child to, unsupervised. To deal with Aunt May dying. Yeah, no. And I'm like a fucking mess. And I just get this hand on my shoulder from the guy behind me in the cinema. Wow. <laughs> being like dude are you okay and I turn around and I shit you know the two of us just wailing and just like fucking hugged each other I was like it's, we're gonna get through this we're gonna get through this that is a pure moment though that's really nice and then Julia comes back and she goes May died didn't she I was like don't talk to me like I cried so much in that film that I came out of it with a headache from crying so much and Julia was nearly divorced because she abandoned you in your time of need. Abandoned me. Abandoned me. Left you to the dogs. Literally, I was like, that's... But yeah, no, that's the thing I love about, like... I've just thought of another one, and nobody else is going to be able to re- relate to this from you two, actually. Speaking about cinemas. So, 
I went to cinema and I went with my brother and we watched the Demon Slayer movie a couple of years ago. And yeah, yeah, on your own. On my own here. And one of the Demon Slayer Hashira Rengoku, I'll show you a picture of him. He looks fucking badass. He's a flame Hashira. He looks awesome. Um, He's a but- flame shish kebab? <laughs> Leave me alone, okay? Let me have my moment, okay? This is Rengoku. Put it down a little bit. Right? He's really cool. No, he's not gimp with fire. Do you know what? I'm not going to say it. I don't fucking care. Basically, long story short, that made me cry. That made my brother cry. That was the first time I've ever seen my brother cry at anything, any movie ever. Any death and still cannot watch the Demon Slayer movie without crying at Rengoku. But you don't care. You're taking the piss out of me because it's anime and it's an animated cartoon. It's not a real person. So I don't want to talk about it. So fuck you both. Fucking fuck. Yeah. I cry at animated movies. Just not anime. What's the difference? (laughs) B-Bong was (laughs) heart-wrenching. <laughs> I should have known better than to talk about fucking anime. You should, but you don't fucking learn. If you want anime conversation, my husband's available. No one else. See? I'll fucking there bring you... it up. I'll bring it up and he'll understand. He'll understand. Yeah, you... you can have that back and forth. That's absolutely fine. We all have no idea what you're talking about. That's fine. <laughs> I... Have has anyone got anybody any else? Well, I think we've we've I think I've, we've bled it dry. Yeah, to be fair. We, yeah, we've got the worst ones, and frankly, I don't think I can go through any more, even if I wanted to. Yes, yeah, no, no. Nope. Seen Jade cry like four times, Crimes. which is so satisfying, but so Poetic. horrible at the same time. <laughs> yeah, you know it's real. I'm telling you, when something hits, it hits hard. Okay. I don't blame you. It's Hits you in the balls, man. In the balls. Yeah. My lady balls go right back up inside me and go, nope. <laughs> Rob gets yeah. to be the man for a change. 